Aloha, my friend. In today's episode, I'm sharing my top three strategies for guilt-free knitting time. And even if you've never felt guilty about your moments working with yarn, today's episode is filled with several gems to add to your enjoyment of knitting. I'm Mel, a really curious yarn fan who loves knitting and is also obsessed with encouraging you to feel the same. No matter where you are in your journey, whether you're an adventurous knitter or one in the making, we've got more in common than you might expect. It wasn't so long ago I'd get frustrated with too many cast-ons but never any completed projects or endless piles of wavy yarn from ripped out knits. Fast forward to today. I've learned from languishing projects and so-called failed ones too. Every aspect of my life fuels my creativity and my creativity adds to my enjoyment of life. I've created this podcast to share tips, mind shifts, and challenges to help you do the same. So if you're a thoughtfully creative spirit or someone wanting to grow in that direction, looking to love all the perfect knits you make and embrace the ones with feature design elements too, you're in the right place, friend. Welcome to Encourage Better Knitting Podcast, your knitting podcast. I very recently was sent this message after asking a question that I'll tell you about in just a moment. Here's the reply that I received. I just discovered you through your podcast and listened to my first episode this week. Loved it. (laughs) And now I need to go back and listen to your back catalog. I don't usually struggle with my whips, to be honest. I am pretty good at keeping them at a reasonable number and chugging along until they're done. But the thing I do struggle with is that nagging feeling of guilt that instead of knitting, I should be doing something else, like cleaning the house, decluttering, going for a walk, etc. This is probably a big topic, but I'd love to hear your perspective on how you balance your knitting time with all the other things you either need to or want to do. Dinner has often been mac and cheese from a box because I forgot to defrost something to cook for dinner because I was knitting. Please tell me I'm not the only one. Okay, this is quite a good one. I asked and now it's time to answer. This was submitted anonymously and I kind of wish I knew who it was so I could send a direct reply to say, friend, You are not the only one. So the backstory on where this message came from, why I'm using it in this podcast for answering, and how you can be heard, it came when I held my free two-day virtual knitting retreat because it focused on getting your knitting mojo back. It was such a great time exploring a variety of approaches to creativity and knitting, 
And I thought it was important afterwards to ask those people who attended to give feedback to the retreat. Well, that was just part of the people I serve. There were lots of people who didn't attend the retreat. So I thought it'd be a great opportunity to ask those who didn't or couldn't attend a question as well. You don't want to leave people out. <laughs> or at least I don't. That's, I'm always trying to think of doing something for everyone. The question I asked them is linked to this episode's show notes. So what I mean by that is not the people who attended the retreat, but the people who didn't attend the retreat. I have the actual question in the show notes. There's a link. You can click on it and you can provide your thoughts and questions too. Full disclosure, I am working on ways to help knitters with their works in progress, their whips. And I've already received some incredible insight to help me be intentional and effective with this project based on the questions and concerns that you shared. So keep them coming. Your questions may be the questions that help someone else. It's anonymous, and so there's no worries. And the link that you click is actually kind of fun. You'll get to hear me ask you a question and see me on a walk here right in my neighborhood. Um, So if you want a little peek into Alaska, I'm asking the question by way of video. (laughs) Okay, now let's just get right to it and break down my top three not-so-secret strategies for guilt-free knitting time. Number one, and this is so important, I think I should write it out, underline it, highlight it, embolden it. Everyone struggles to balance everything. Everyone struggles. Everyone. Everyone struggles to balance everything, and it's not just in knitting. It's all the things that we have in our day-to-day lives. Our responsibilities and priorities are bumping into our desires and boundaries. And at some time in every person's life, there are struggles with fitting in all the things. The last part of the message that I was sent and just read, please tell me I'm not the only one. Um, I think it's important to firmly acknowledge, no, absolutely, you are not the only one. Now, there are ways to help reduce struggles, I think. First, mindset. Realize that no matter what you plan, you should plan for changes. Even in knitting, there are times I've planned to knit the most amazing sweater only to run out of yarn. I've knit shawls and socks where the dye lots are off, and I've had to rip back or rip out. So life and knitting require a little planning, a little fe- a little flexibility, and a lot of gentleness with yourself, with others, with patterns, with yarn. So the second thing I would suggest to reduce the struggles would be to take inventory and evaluate. Want to knit that sleeve on a day where you are 
A, giving a big presentation at work. And B, picking up the bridal party at the airport. C, volunteering to deliver 20 meals on wheels. Or D, the carpet guy is coming to clean yours at noon until four. So there was once that I had three out of four of all of those in one day. And you're going to have to read the blog post for this episode to see which three those are. (laughs) And that's linked in the show notes. So my plan to knit a sleeve was quite a bit off and unrealistic. But honestly, so was the planning for my entire day. I've heard it said countless times to plan your work and work your plan, but you must approach the plan realistically. And I have had many, many times where the agenda I've set for the day is unrealistic And to be honest, problematic and not to overstretch things, but I've had times where that unrealistic, overcommitting, heavily scheduled day is demoralizing because I've had a list of 10 things to do. 10 things that probably should each have their own day, but I put all 10 of them into one day and that list in a day, I got one done. So I see instead of getting one done as a success, I see nine things done unsuccessfully because they weren't done. So approaching a plan realistically, you want to make sure that your dinner is not going to be mac and cheese. First, it's okay to have mac and cheese once in a while. Give yourself some grace. If you are looking for a few ways to gather back 15, 20, even 30 minutes or more from dinner production to yield back to your knitting, first, get a crock pot. Utilize that appliance. Make it be an extra team member. A benefit to popping everything in the pot in the morning And having it cook throughout the day isn't just the ease of serving it up from one pot. The added benefit is how awesome your home is going to smell from the lovely things cooking slowly. Another way is pull things out of the freezer on Sunday night and put them in the icebox to defrost. Um, Grab a few fresh pasta bags from the grocery store, stick them in the freezer. They last for a while, you pull them out when it's time to cook, and you need to only add an extra minute of cooking time. And then another thing is enlist the crew. Our family isn't just the Schoenweather Ohana. We are team Schoenweather. And in a team, everyone has a position to play and take ownership of. Somebody can clear and set the table, clear up after dinner. And it's fun at our home. All of us muster up in the kitchen, no matter who's been at work outside or inside the home all day, we all work together. If I'm cooking, Elena and brother are doing the table. Dennis is helping plate up with me or even better. He's going to clear up and load the dishwasher or wash the pots. And I am 
out of the kitchen after we eat and onto my knitting, even if it's just for an extra 15, 20 minutes. Or sometimes I'll just sit at the kitchen counter while they tidy up and I chat and knit and we're all still together and I'm free and I'm not going to feel guilty about it because I've done a huge part and we're all part of the team. A team is not one. What is the thing? There's no I in team. Um, I think that's the saying. There's no I in team. That means it's if, if we're a team, it's not just my responsibility. So there's a few ideas to prevent last minute mac and cheese. But y'all, every time I say mac and cheese, oh my goodness, I am thinking of my husband's mac and cheese. It's homemade and it has Alaskan tanner crab in it. And my friend, I'll eat that any day of the week, every day of the week. It is so, oh no, just delicious. Okay, back to the main points. Main point number two, everyone deserves time for creativity or knitting. Now, I'm a firm believer in working hard. When it's time for me to work, my head is down and I am grinding. I put 110% into what I must do. And when I'm done, I feel a sense of accomplishment, of satisfaction with a job well done. So when it's time for me to work on my shawl or my hat, or most likely my sweater knitting, I can sit comfortable with knowing I can focus my energy on what I'm doing presently. Now, there were times three kiddos, 10 and under, homeschooling horses with chickens and dogs to tend to, and a home to keep tidy, groceries to get, oh, and perhaps an occasional shower, I'd have so much more to juggle. And you know what? The more I had to do, the more I had to remember how I deserved a time for creativity, i.e. my knitting. Something I discovered during those insanely busy seasons is the need for a mindset shift. Instead of thinking, I have to always be doing things in order to earn value or earn a reward. I am valuable because I was created with value. I can't earn more value. No matter what this world says, no matter what I say, I don't have to earn the right to have free time. Another couple things I discovered. I am not a better person because my house is immaculate. Nor am I less or of less worth if the laundry isn't folded. I am not a better version of myself if there is no clutter in any closet. Nor am I a worse version if there is. I should actually strive to take time to do things I need to do to do the things that I'm responsible for. But I need to also remember I should allow time for not striving. Do I need to get to work with a good attitude and energy? Yeah, then it's necessary for me to get a good night's rest and not Netflix and knit until long after midnight. 
Does the household responsibility for grocery shopping fall to me? Then I do it and I do it with a happy heart and an eye towards efficiency. So I get the shopping done, the groceries sorted, put away, and then there is no shame afterwards when I wind a skein of yarn while reading an Elizabeth Zimmerman book. I can't spend 12 hours knitting every day. Even professional knitting industry people can't. Now, I can't do that. I can do my main point number three, incorporate my knitting into my life activities. Here in Kodiak, I hike and I hike a lot. I also kayak frequently and I walk daily. Exercise is important for every body. Movement and motion are essential for your creative health and your physical health too. When I head out the door, I always have my knitting with me. It is something that is now a habit, one that was years and years in the making. I used to knit in the passenger seat on long drives, and then I learned I can get several rounds done on my sock at the doctor's or the dentist's waiting room, whether it's my appointment or when I would take the kids to theirs. I take my knitting to the beach, and when I would surf, it would wait for me. And when I'd rest and dry, I'd work a few stitches. Now I take it with me on walks. Sometimes I knit while my feet are in motion. Other times I walk, then I find a spot and allow myself. I give myself permission, 10 minutes to just sit and knit. And it's decadent. (laughs) It really is. I have a practice when I hike. I do stop and journal. So stopping to knit when I walk seems to be the equivalent. My point is, knitting is not just something I do. And I imagine like you, it's part of who I am, who we are. And because it's part of us, integrating it within our daily moments is natural. Don't sacrifice your physical well-being and health for any hobby. It's too important. It's just as important for your mental health and knitting is good for it. So don't feel guilty for prioritizing either. Okay? You deserve time to be creative and you deserve time to be healthy. So I hope my top three strategies for guilt-free knitting can help you in some way. Maybe they aren't the solution you need, but perhaps something I said will be a little seed planted to grow a better idea that works for you. Because that's the cool thing about ideas. I have an idea and I toss it out to you and you take it and you're like, "Mm, yeah, some of it sticks, some of it will work. And then you toss it back to me, hopefully in the comments of the blog or in an email. And I take those ideas and it kind of tweaks my idea. And when we toss things back and forth and we mull them over, the initial idea maybe is the catalyst 
Or maybe it's the repellent. Maybe there's something somebody says and you're just like, oh, that would not ever work for me. Why? Why wouldn't it work for you? It's great that it doesn't work for you. And it's great that you can recognize that. Pull out the ways that it doesn't work for you and then solve that problem. Now, if you were the knitter who wrote that question to me, you can pop over to the blog, www.encouragebetter.com forward slash blog forward slash no guilt. And I want you to read over the comments because I am sure that the amazing fellow listeners of this podcast and incredible creative people, be they knitters, crocheters, weavers, they, I know, are going to show up and they're going to have some supportive thoughts and insightful suggestions to share. Um, And if you're brave, you're brave either way, but if you feel up to it, get in the comments or get in my inbox and say, hey, it's me. That question was for me because I'd love to continue to connect with you. All right. Um, if you enjoyed this podcast, would you consider leaving a written review? Did you know, and I, I encourage you guys each podcast because written reviews help this podcast in ranking and recommendations and discovery for others as they search. I would appreciate it so much. I work really hard. One day I'm going to do an episode on what it takes to do a podcast episode to share with you from start to finish and let you see all the different ways that you and your needs, wants, desires, and my thoughts of how to support you, how that factors into every single aspect from beginning to end. It may surprise you. Um, Okay, this week, the random review picked to receive a little treat in the mail for me. Yes, it's another week of a winner. And they shared this. I am a knitter. And I love this podcast, but I think I would love this podcast even if I wasn't a knitter. Mel starts each episode saying, aloha friend, and that's exactly what she feels like, a friend. This podcast feels like being wrapped up in a warm woolen hug, along with some woolen socks, mittens, and a hat to boot. That is such a cool review. I love hearing your take on where you are and what you need. So use the reviews. Tell me what it was like before, what it was like after listening to an episode. Tell me the good things that you like. And my friend, if there's nothing good that you can say or something that's bugging you from leaving a five-star written review, as always, your feedback is important to me. I encourage you to email me and give me the opportunity to earn a positive five-star written review from you. You can email me. The link's in the show notes. All the other treats are in the show notes too. So thank you, LibKnits. Please email me to share your address so I can get your care package off. And remember, when 
your review is read, you'll have 14 days from the air date to contact with me. My friend, you deserve to enjoy work that you do, and you deserve to feel guilt-free for your health and well-being when you take time to support that. I hope that wherever you are, the sun is shining on you and that it is illuminating the value that you bring to this world. Whether you're taking time to stitch or you're taking time to sit and just enjoy the beauty that's around you, you are so valuable. And no, I don't get tired of reminding you. Until next time, take care and happily knit. Well, look at you, friend. You made it through another episode of Encourage Better Knitting. And I'm over here celebrating, giving you a shaka and a smile. To keep the positive knitting vibes going, be sure to head over to www.encouragebetter.com and find out about any new events or activities, posts, or podcasts to keep your knitting needles clicking along until the next episode.